Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're in episode number 102. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me, returning for another episode, is my brother Gino Prowse. How are you, my man? Very good. Pleasure to be aboard. Glad to be back. Yeah, we had some comments that uh, people like it when the when the, the twin duo gets back into yeah, the seat. Some so, do, some do. Um, unfortunately, uh, Andrew isn't with us again and he said I can't speak about it. Andrew did get covid um, so he, we are just being safe and responsible and just giving it some time and some distance. So, uh, I know he's still watching the shows and he's on the road to recovery. So, uh, Godspeed, my man, yes, Godspeed. So Andrew will be back sooner than later, but you might see this kid's face around for a little bit. One so, more uh, before we get started guys, uh, do a favor and, uh, hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. And if you can jump down below and leave a comment, cause we love to interact with you guys. Uh, follow us on all the social medias that you see. You guys can hit our link tree and that'll take you to everyone that you want to go to. And then if you guys are listening to the audio only version of the podcast, we have now made our, our host, um, anchor. So if you guys go to anchor, you can still click links. It'll take you to Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. But it does a cool feature for us that you guys can support the show for as little as 99 cents a month if you want. Um, which would be cool to start getting guests on the show as well as maybe Very upgrade cool. some of our equipment. And then the other feature that I liked is that you can leave voice messages. So if anyone wants to uh, click it and leave a message, we could use it as a question on the show or just, you know, give you a shout out. So yeah. really cool and interesting. You made me download yesterday. It seemed like a really cool platform to uh, use. I'm going to utilize it a little bit more. Yeah, I've never really used Anchor before, so it's a little getting used to, but uh, that's what we're going to be using moving forward. So uh, when we do these episodes, guys, we love to have some beers on the show. And this week, uh, I went and picked out uh, Kilt Lifter. This is a 6% alcohol categorized as a Scottish export ale, and it is made at the Four Peaks Brewing Company. And we love me some Kilt Lifter. And uh, yeah. it's a, it's just a nice beer. It's We usually have it when we go to Vegas. Um, when's the last time you had it? Do you remember? Um... There was an event at the uh, Rotary Park that I was with Lane at, and uh, Lane. the the beer truck had kilt lifter, so we were getting them cheap because it was like his grandpa or something. So I haven't had it in a while, but it's always good, always refreshing. Golden nails are usually pretty solid up there. Yeah, I like on the can, it kind of says like what it's going to have in it, and it says malty, toasted, and love. Mm. So when they ask you, is this, you know, what's this made out of? You can say it's with love. It says so right there on the can. It says so on the box. But yeah, nice hearty beer. So if you guys are drinking along with us at home, uh, pick out a nice beer and take some sips with us. So uh, this is the part of the show before we dive into the stories where we do What Are You Up To? Where we take a quick second to talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, any cool stories that have been going on. So, uh, Gino, what are you up to? Yeah, um, after just beating Mass Effect, don't want to jump into something right away. So just been catching up on my Halo Master Chief, been having a blast with that, uh, playing a lot of SWAT. It was really cool because we got to play uh, with Craig, Aaron, Corey the other day. So just getting back into the groove of that, having a lot of fun. Um, I haven't been watching any new TV shows yet, but I have been checking out Hunter x Hunter on Netflix. It's probably what I'm going to start next. Um, but I did just watch Sweet Girl, Jason Momoa's new film that came out on Netflix. Um, and I actually had a lot of fun with it. It, it kind of got trashed on far as reviews. I mean, think IMDb gave it like a 5.6. Um, don't listen to that. Go in there. Um, give it your own opinion. It's a solid B action movie. I'm not going to give anything away. Um, first act was good. Act 2, I did kind of fall out. But Act 3 really brought it home for me. So I would say... Give it your own opinion. Watch it. It's definitely worth it. I thought his acting was fine, um, but a good solid B action movie. Now, yeah, Netflix kind of has this weird track record where their original movies and shows, like their shows do great, but then their movies are like really hit or miss. So 
Um, I plan on watching it, and hopefully it is a good one. Was that all you had going on, my man? Uh, yeah. All righty. So, guys, what I've been up to in terms of what I was watching is I finally finished Big Bang. Uh, it was a nice, good run. I uh, haven't done that in a while, so it was good doing that. But the movie that I just went and saw in theaters was uh, Free Guy. That's that new uh, Ryan Reynolds movie where he's, like, within a game. And even going to theaters, uh, I went, and there was only maybe about, you know, eight people in the theater. So it was still kind of comfortable enough to where I didn't mind being around that kind of crowd. Everyone was pretty much distanced. But the movie is... When I saw... I've only seen one trailer, so I didn't know really what to expect. It looked like he was... It was just this character in this game that realizes he's in a game but the other storyline that goes on is what's happening with the company that's running the game oh. and all of that which is actually pretty uh pretty interesting uh taika watiti is the owner of this game company and this for me i feel like is the part that either people love or hate because uh he's a very interesting character i thought he was hilarious so um i actually really enjoyed watching it but this movie had a lot of heart and it has a really good soundtrack so if you guys do want to check it out i would uh, definitely go do it and it's also been greenlit for a part two already so i really want you to see it. i want everyone that plays games to go see it because it's not really like a video game movie but it's a movie about oh, video games uh -huh. so yeah right up my alley i mean uh they went to go watch i was at work when they did it so i didn't get to jump in on that train but it's ryan reynolds so you can't go wrong and the concept looks great yeah it's, it's really interesting so and what I've been playing is I just finished uh, Dodgeball Academia, which was fantastic. It's on the Game Pass if you guys get a chance to play it. If you like turn-based RPGs with like sports uh, mechanics, yeah, go check it out. It was a really cool leveling up system and a lot of interesting uh, characters. But the game I've been playing that I just cannot get enough of is Hades, which is uh, developed and published by Supergiant Games. It had early access back in 2018. It came to the PC and Switch on in September of 2020. But now, just recently, it came to PlayStation and Xbox consoles on August 13th, 2021. And this game is blowing up. It's like it's like being reinvented or reintroduced into this uh, gaming culture. And I played it on the Switch, but I I don't know. Just something about it. I'm like, I, I'm just going to wait because I know it's going to come to console. Once I started playing it on console, dude, I'm like running through it. It's, it's super interesting because you play Zagreus, who's Hades' son, and he's trying to escape the underworld. So... The gods of Mount Olympus are like trying to help you. So every run, because I'm not a big fan of roguelites. Essentially what you're doing is you're dying and repeating it. But when you die, every run gives you new abilities, new benefits, new um, new scenarios. When you come back to the underworld, like you talk to more people and they give you like new quests you can do, new items you can get. So the game is super, super addicting. And Gino sent me this article earlier today, which I didn't even know that uh, Hades is actually the number one game on Met with Metacritic score that's on uh, PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. It's sitting at a 94 on Xbox and a 93 on Hades. So it actually beats out Microsoft Flight Simulator on Xbox and Demon's Souls on the PS5, which I think is super impressive. And I, I really can't wait for you to play it because I want to talk about it with you. Oh, like, yeah. It's so good. It's it's definitely going to be uh, coming on my list. With the, I think we talked about it a lot. I mean, it won a ton of awards too. So that was kind of the reason I held off on it. On Switch, I was going to buy it, but we had a strong feeling it was coming to the Game Pass. Um, just been playing Mass Effect, so I haven't had a time to yet. But maybe after... Uh, my halo itch has been scratched that'll be probably jumping into that yeah so guys jump down in the comments below and let us know what you've been playing what you've been watching what you've been up to because that's the stuff i love to hear about so with that done and out of the way guys we're going to move into our main story and that is that call of duty vanguard had a lot of info drop this past week and it came with a three minute trailer and a release date showing uh november 5th now we got a note here that 
uh, last week when Gino and I were talking about us playing uh, Diablo 2 that Activision Blizzard is kind of under some controversy right now. So it's really up to you guys to see, to look more into this and see how you guys want to react to it. But I feel like we got to talk about it and put it into context because our main story is, is is this the year that Call of Duty kind of struggles to sell as much as it always does or really at all in terms of the numbers that it's used to? So there's going to be a link in the description where Kotaku kind of covers all of this. So real quickly, I'm just going to read um, the allegations that Activision and Blizzard is in. So if you did not know, you'll be a little caught up. So uh, today's reveal comes as Activision Blizzard reckons with allegations of widespread sexual harassment and discrimination from a lawsuit filed by California's Department of Fair uh, employment and housing last month. In addition to instances of sexual misconduct, discrepancies in pay and promotions, and racist treatment of employees of color, the lawsuit also alleged a general frat boy workplace culture at the company where some male employees would proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, and talk openly about female bodies and joke about rape so that is a lot i mean that's serious serious stuff and um it did happen back in uh july 20th is when this got filed but this has been going on this investigation has gone back as far as 2018 so the reason we bring it up is because you take a look at even some games like um like wow for instance like they took a huge hit in terms of uh their player base because a lot of people are kind of boycotting this and you know obviously activision blizzard has denied all this and over the next few months or so we should see more how this shakes out but there's no denying that they're taking a safer approach in terms of how they're affiliated with their product because when the new trailer came out the first thing that a lot of people saw was there is no active uh, activision on any of the splash screens it really just says call of duty presents sledgehammer game so I'm interested because obviously there's going to be more things that we're going to talk about here in a second, but I'm interested, you know, if you think that it was a smart move that they removed themselves from it. So nobody can, when they watch that trailer, even see the name and associate it with you or associate it with it. And do you think this will be a big hurdle, the first of many hurdles for them to climb in terms of is the general population even going to associate with Call of Duty this time around? Um, I think as a from a PR standpoint, they had to do it whenever there's an issue like that and a horrible one at that. You got to distance yourself. That's rule number one. So I think as far as a business decision, it is smart to do that. However, someone like us who who knows what's going on, you know, when I watched the trailer, I saw the big sledgehammer. I'm like, wow, you know, you don't see the Activision on there. But I was watching it with Denny for the first time. He's like, oh, what's with the sledgehammer? And I was like, oh, it's because the Activision stuff. He's like, what happened? So there is a popular populace there that doesn't know what's going on. So um, I think it was a smart move for them to do it. But I think it's also bringing the general person who doesn't know about it to ask questions. Because that was the first thing he said. He's like, what's up with the sledgehammer? Didn't know. So it's going to be very curious to see how many people notice that, which I bet everybody will. Because he is a common player of it to see... Um, that it is going to ask more questions than it is to quell what's going on. Yeah, I think it's going to hurt them, at least in terms of what the public eye is and how they're being viewed at. Um, it's, you know, it's dark stuff that they're dealing with and that they're having to, uh, you know, uh, you know, try to surpass. And the fact that, you know, they're an annualized game means that if this stuff isn't settled by, you know, the end of this year or beginning of next, their next game is going to have to deal with the same controversy. You know what I mean? So... Um, that's easily the first biggest thing that they're going to have to try to tackle and get over. And I don't think it's going to be an easy one because if any of this comes out in more negative light as being true or that a lot of it did happen, I can see it being a big issue for them. But 
I'm also curious in the second thing that I think they're having an issue with, or this I think they'll have um, a problem, is that they're going back to a World War II setting. And we just had a Call of Duty literally called World War II. And the difference is that this game isn't like a sequel to it. You know what I mean? It's not the same character, at least as far as I can tell, it's not the same characters rolling over into a part two. So do you think it was a smart idea for them to go back to World War II when we just had one and you know when call of duty should maybe should it be exploring new things instead of going back and kind of rinse and repeating um i know they're taking a different spin on this i believe the last thing was this might be like an alternate timeline of what of events in world war ii so that could be extremely interesting but as far as you know the player base were you rushing to go back to world war ii um that's an interesting question because i think diehards and critics will always say why aren't they exploring new stuff or you know give us some new content as someone who plays the game when it comes out, it's hot, I like the multiplayer, and then I drop it and, and play other games. The last World War II one was the one I found had the most fun with. It was the one I actually played the longest. So I think their target audience is me. I love this time period. I don't care how many games we get of it. I think uh, the weapons are unique. I think the story needs to be told. I mean, that history lesson needs to be there. So I don't care how many times we go back to World War II. Um, the, the style of gameplay, the trenches, all that stuff for me in, as a game was super fun to play so i'm actually very excited to play it where i think the the alternate coin to that is the fan being well what's our new stuff or you know what new stuff are we getting and i don't know i actually really really love it and excited to go back to it uh the other thing i wanted to say before we move to the third part is that uh, and this may have been cleaned up or not it was the last article i read so if it has been um fixed apologies but the last thing i remember reading was that they're not going to be shying away from using like swastikas this time around so do you think that kind of stands more to being realistic or should they have kind of kept the the like Iron Cross maybe as the symbol in terms of like the propaganda that they're going to show? Do you yeah. think that's going to hurt them at all in terms of showing it? I don't know because that's also a super interesting point with how um, we are right now in culture and sensitivity and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also a firm believer in if you don't know the history, it's doomed to repeat itself. I, as horrible as it is, I don't mind seeing that reminder there because it, it reminds you of what the history was. And if your game's on World War II, I want the history of it. I mean, it's not their job to teach us, but personally, as a fan playing the game, I really enjoy it. But with the culture we're in, that might be another backlash whip for them. But I'm actually glad that they stuck to their guns and kept it versus altering it in some way. Yeah, I, I am too. And I think, I think the masses are giving this thing a, a harder time. And again, we are living in that age where... A lot of people express their opinions on what offends them, and the swastika is an offensive symbol, but when you're talking about World War II, I think you need to talk about World War II. I mean, mm -hmm. it, I get that this might be an alternate timeline, but if you're still talking about the Nazis, then I think you've got to show what, you know, what the Nazis are there. So, um, real quick, too, yeah. since we're talking about it, is we were, I was watching the What If episode that we were talking about with my daughter, and all the German stuff was coming in, and um, I said, I wonder if we see Hitler, and she's like, oh, I, I've heard of Hitler. I'm like, well, what do you know? It's like nothing. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, so she didn't know anything about, and I know she's in fourth grade, so, or fourth grade, eighth grade. And in <laughs> high school, she, you know, they hopefully teach it more, but no concept or clue of what it was. So I kind of broke it down of what it was. So something like this, if a young kid's playing, maybe it tells them a little more history and, and yeah, you it's know. an interesting point. So I don't know. It just, 
I like that they kept it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do as well. And I don't know, I don't think, out of the three things I want to talk about... Not in a bad way. For history. Right, 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 yeah. for, for, for uh, history principle. Um, out of the three things that we're going to talk about, I, I think that one, I don't think it's going to affect it that much. I think no, World War II was probably the least of their game. problems. Yeah, <laughs> so the third one, on a, from a, coming at it from a different angle, is that the competition this year, you know, generally Stiff. speaking, Call of Duty is unrivaled in terms of, of the star power that it gets, but... Call of Duty has been losing its steam. Call of Duty has been kind of on the decline. And I wish, you know, Andrew was kind of here to elaborate because Andrew is our FPS guy. He's the guy that, that knows Call of Duty's inside of out. But even when I was talking with them and other, um, like, streamers like, uh, like Chet, like, they're not even playing Call of Duty anymore right now because there's so many, like, hackers and it's so being, like, you know, people are cheating the system that we're, it's not even really fun for them. So I'm wondering if, since Call of Duty is kind of getting stale you know this is the year where uh battlefield 2042 is coming out and you know in october 2021 now if it's changed its date since recording this then um then that's what it is but as of right now last i checked was october 2021 and battlefield 2042 is looking great like everyone that's watching this thing is going damn this is going to be a powerhouse but even the more important player is, you know, is Halo Infinite should be dropping this year. And rumor still says and speculation is that it's going to be November. So, I mean, Call of Duty usually goes unrivaled in terms of, like I said, it's star power. But you've got Battlefield 2042 coming back looking the best it has. And then you've got Halo Infinite, you know, especially after the tech preview. It got a lot, a lot of positive reviews. So this is another third thing with competition. Like, are people going to be buying that? when they've got 2042 to buy and if you don't have the game pass buying halo infinite so in terms of what else is out there in the wild when this game launches because that's all the same window between october and november do you think that's gonna stop it at all do you think that's gonna slow it down yeah because the 2042 has players who were complaining about the franchise like mandrew coming back and even more excited than ever so if they get their hands on this game a month before call of duty drops they got a full month of investing into it and maybe they don't want to switch the other thing too is um with Halo, it looks so good. It's like they're finally returning to form. Now they they haven't announced that it's November. It's supposed to be holiday season. So if it comes out in December, Call of Duty might have a chance. But if it drops early November, like because uh, I think Call of Duty said November fifth, they got a real problem because I think well me if I had to pick one or two, I'm gonna pick Halo and I'm gonna play that. So I think they're kind of in a real sticky situation. If Halo comes out a little bit later, maybe they have a fighting chance. But if it comes out early November and 2042 is as good as it looks, they might be the number three guy this year. Yeah, it's super interesting. I, I'm, you know, this this topic because we, we were talking about is like, man, Call of Duty, generally speaking, or I guess objectively speaking, dominates every sale. Like even their worst ones, like I think like Ghost is generally regarded as as one of the weaker ones, still sold like, like a shitload of <laughs> copies. So. You know, but this is the first time it's it's getting hit from, and not just one angle. It's like three different things. It's gonna be it's um it's parent company. Activision Blizzard is not in the best of spotlight. Is the setting for players that just got over WW two, and because well, there are a lot of WW uh, two games that you know we've got so much. Maybe some people are just bored of that, and then now you've got big heavy competition. So, bottom line, man, is this is the year to if they were gonna you know have any trouble maintaining a top spot, this is the year to do it. So overall though, how do you think they're gonna walk out of this thing? What's your guess come November 5th? Is it gonna launch successfully? And do you think it's gonna have the legs once, you know, Halo's in the mix? Do you think this thing's gonna stay um, on top, if at all? Um, 
I think it has enough fans and cookie cutter buyers like me. Like I'll buy every installment to to play it. I think it has, and people want to talk shit about this game if it is bad. So I, I think it's going to probably do its worst year, but I don't think it's going to be big enough for them to not make one next year or the year after. I think they're going to take a hit just because they have everything going against them this year. But it's Call of Duty, and I think it's going to recover, and everybody wants to play them. But I think this is the year that you'll see it coming third. Yeah, what's interesting, too, is that Call of Duty's lucky that it has, you know, it's cross-platform. Like, it, it's going to be able to be sold on everything. Where, like, I think Halo would have will beat it, but so many people are going to play it on the Game Pass. So we're not going to see sales figures mm -hmm. for Halo, Halo Infinite. Sales figures are going to be low because most people are going to be playing it on Game Pass. So I think this game is going to, unfortunately, in terms of the, the you know, the kind of cloud that surrounds it, I think it's still going to do good because, um, I mean, we do our best to present this kind of information to people that are unaware, but generally speaking, most people aren't reading articles about Call of Duty Vanguard and even know the allegations that they're going with to even make a decision on boycotting them in terms of mm -hmm. that. Most people that have been playing Call of Duty, you know, have been sitting back going, well, the last few battlefields weren't great, and when's the last time there was a good Halo game, you know what I mean? So they're, in their mind, Call of Duty is still the top dog, and World War II is just another setting. So if you are someone like that, and maybe none of this was is going to you know change your decision, I do kind of want to point out what uh, Vanguard is going to be offering. And again, this is in the Kotaku report, and it says, on the multiplayer side, Vanguard will feature 16 core maps and four maps for a new Champion Hill game mode. It will also have cross-play and cross-progression and a Zombies mode developed by fellow Call of Duty studio Treyarch. Vanguard will also be integrated into Warzone as well with the free-to-play Battle Royale getting a new map and weapons around the same time the new game launches. So even if the other things don't sway you from getting it, if you already plan on getting it, I mean, everything looks good. They're going to yeah. have Zombies, which everyone loves, a new game mode, a bunch of maps. Augie only plays Zombies. There's a huge fan base for that. So at least launching with it instead of coming out as DLC, that's a huge point for them. Yeah, and the fact that they're staying in the Warzone is just, you know... More reason to just stay it. to stay in that community. So I don't uh, know. I think it's going to be a tough one. I'd I would think that they are, aren't going to be as successful as they naturally would have been. But unfortunately, I still think they're going to do exceptionally well. Um, mm -hmm. That's I just like how the, I see it. The verbiage cross progression too, because I'm assuming that means I, if I have my PS5 account, I can jump to my Xbox One, pick up my same character. If that's what it's saying, that's a really cool. Um, idea because I don't think anything else has that, does it? Um, you can log in and both characters, and you're at the same level, same progression. That's what I take cross progression at, unless it's something. There's a couple different. things that will do it in terms of like the cloud, because I know you can bounce between some games like on PC and then go to Xbox and it'll do it. As far as like hard console, yeah, but that's the same yeah. company. Right, that's what I'm saying. As far as like, as far as this, though, if that's what it means. Like that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure there are, but this would definitely be the biggest one of note. I would say it has everything good going for it, but it has the worst of everything also going against it at the same time. So it's going to be extremely interesting to see what this looks like come uh, holiday season. Yeah, because we're what, two, three and a half months away from actually seeing how it's going to um, launch, so I don't know. The question is for you guys, you know, what do you plan on doing with Call of Duty Vanguard? I posted it on our last call on Facebook, asked if anybody was hype about it. People are laughing faces, nope, you know, so mm -hmm. obviously this is going to affect some people and the question is going to be how many? So I'm really curious, if, you know, you guys, jump down in the comments below and let us know what do you think is going to happen with Call of Duty? Do you think they're going to be affected by one or all of these things that we're talking about? Because I think all of these are a, an important factor in, in determining how successful this game is mm -hmm. going to be. So 
Uh, that is there anything else you want to add on no, that? No, that's alrighty, guys. So that is our that is our big story with Call of Duty. And um, when Andrew gets back, I'd love to kind of pick his brain about it and see where he kind of stands on that. But with that done, guys, let's move into a little uh, ripping it up, 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 up. And um, I'll go first with my riff, and that is that uh, Gamescom is coming on uh, for 2021 season. It's launching on August 25th. And it's going to run through August 27th. And the cool thing is, is that Jeff Keighley is going to be a host for this. And Jeff Keighley obviously is from uh, the Video Game Awards and extremely um, charismatic. Uh, one of the highlights they're saying is that on the um, opening night, let's see. So this is from Video Game Chronicle and it says this. The event will kick off Wednesday, August 25th with an opening night live showcase, including over 30 games, uh, Col. Colmis and the German Games Industry Association uh, said that on Wednesday. So I like that they're they're kind of launching that first day with 30 games. And this is going to be next week. So if you guys were looking for something to watch, look at Because it is going to be a digital event. Um, it's it's going to be another year where they're not going to do anything in person. Because I believe Gamescom is always in, in Germany that you can actually go to. But I don't know, 30 big games next week. I mean, obviously that'll be probably our main topic for the next show. I'm super excited. I love seeing some new some new games coming into the list. Yeah, uh, that type of news is always good. I mean, if I can get any type of uh, show showing games or Nintendo Directs or anything, it, I'm super excited. August 25th is a Wednesday, um, so I'll be catching it right after work. We'll probably jump into a party. I mean, stuff's always fun to drink a beer to, uh, play with, react to. So, I mean, uh, always a good time to watch something like this. Yeah, so it shows back in 2020, Gamecom's opening night live attracted over 2 million simultaneous viewers so which was fourfold increase compared to the inaugural show back in 2019 so um that's huge man i mean obviously that audience is growing so hopefully 2021 um it'll be even bigger so make sure you guys stay tuned in for that and of course we'll be covering it uh next week but that is my riff what do you got uh so mine actually goes back into kind of a bad news it go it goes out on halo came out yesterday and it's kind of a disappointment um halo infinite is not launching with a multiplayer campaign or forge mode um so here's a quote that we had pulled up um from the site our number one priority is making sure whatever we ship whenever we ship it meets the right quality bar across all platforms xbox devices pc and all of its different configurations and when we looked at these two experiences, Campaign Co-op and Forge, we made the determination they're just not ready, stat instead. As a studio, we don't want to ship things if they're not ready so people can play them, have fun, have a nice, stable, performant experience. So we're going to keep Campaign Co-op and Forge in the oven for a little bit longer. And then we're, when they're ready, we're going to release them as part of our seasonal roadmap next year so on the one side you got to be happy with them saying hey we're not going to release shit with you guys on launch and get a bunch of complaints this isn't ready we're going to fix it the the shitty part is though like this game was supposed to come out last year so how not ready was it ever but that this is kicking a dead horse at this point so when you go look at it they they say it's going to come out um multiplayer is supposed to come out season two and then the forge is supposed to come out in season three and they say their seasons are typically about three months so it's not a huge time period it's not next year it is going to be free it's nothing paid extra but someone like myself me and daniel recently beat um all of them together uh in 2019 and we were big time we we're going to take a day off when you know we knew the date and everything and play this together so it's really kind of a bummer to look forward to this thing, get it declined or delayed, 
and then have the main feature I kind of wanted to, to do. So much so that I'm not going to play the story by myself. I'm, I am going to wait the three months um, and have the multiplayer and play with friends. So it's not a complete loss. Forge, I don't do anything with, so I, it doesn't really hit me as hard. But that's actually one of the biggest um, things that Halo offers. There's a huge community around Forge maps. Um, so that's kind of a bummer for them, too, because people want to get their hands on this stuff, the editing tools, make some maps. Um, so not good news but i you got to respect the answer hey it's not ready we want to make it ready it's going to be the best possible when it does give us three more months i can live with that but it is a big bummer it's, it's just the co-op campaign though right the multiplayer is still going to be yeah, online. Yeah, that's okay. all i'm going to play when it comes out but like i, I was going to take it right, right. Not, not knock out the campaign because yeah because yeah, even like when halo um uh what was the last one not f uh, five right mm -hmm. so even when halo five came like me sean love and if and two other buddies sat down and beat the game in one session it's gonna suck that you can't campaign co-op with somebody and try to like do the distance mm -hmm. and run through it which is a weird thing like that that's what's not ready out of all the things that aren't ready it's it's adding it's, you can't co-op in the campaign and then that's in the forge was, you said is just what map making is that what, forge what is, is? is is editing maps creating right. maps when we were playing halo 2 the other night we had that map that we had never played before right. that was a forge map that, okay. that a fan had made and it got to that point so both aspects are super big deals yeah. into the game and to not and surprising there, that that's what's not ready out of yeah, all because things. when we were talking with uh, tk we were like oh can't wait to we can all run through this game together you know like you you i would have never thought that a co-op campaign would have not been at launch like that part's just a little weird to me. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens when it comes. Maybe they'll surprise hit us and say that it is ready, but, yeah, that is an odd one, but... Yeah, I need some good news in my life. Yeah, jump down in the comments, guys, and let us know what you think about that. So, with the riffs done, guys, we're going to move into questions of the week, and if you guys want to submit a question, just jump down in the comments, and it can be about anything. It can be about video games, movies, uh, comics, I mean, whatever you guys want to talk about, we're here to answer. So, our question today comes from uh, Divine Anchor, and they write, I have a question... Have you ever learned more about a medium from how it was originally intended? Example, for me, I really got into comics and the lore through Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That game really introduced me to the likes of Onslaught and the War Machine. Um, we were sitting here talking about that is a really interesting point. So essentially, did you learn more about the original medium, the, the original thing from like, I don't want to say a spinoff, but from like a side project that features said mm -hmm. thing. So um, you got anything that you want to... Yeah, I would say looking at the question, um, because the original medium for D&D is tabletop, paper dice, all that kind of stuff. But when you're little like that, it's a hard concept to grasp. And when we're younger, we were always playing two-player games. How do we two-player games and stuff? So we picked up Boulder's Gate uh, relatively young, whenever, yeah. I think when it, when it came out. And that really opened our mind and um, experience to the D&D leveling up you know for the first time picking skills and classes and then once we knew it was an actual game and there's so much more out there it led us back to the original medium and some of the books and stuff but i think playing the game first and introducing the world of boulders game like and a Dungeons console and Dragons, game first uh yeah was um probably our first um exposure to it i remember also if we're to stay on that subject is like even when we would go to like the library or something just finding like um like art books of like, you know, fantasy and stuff like that was mm -hmm. kind of something that kind of led us into going, oh, well, what actually plays on that? You know, and D&D &D was obviously the best answer for it. But uh, yeah, I really like this question. And one, I was talking with Gino earlier and uh, one of the things I, I'd have to say would just be toys because as kids, you know, you got a bunch of toys and, you know, the younger you were, you know, you might have not have known. You know, I remember having Batman toys as a kid before I ever could read comic books. So I would say... 
our toys because uh, Gino and I had a bunch. We were fortunate enough to have a lot of stuff when we were a kid in terms of like what we could play with. So I remember we'd have like a bunch. Gino would have like these GI Joe sets, and we'd be we'd be messing with them, and then we we're like, oh, this is a this is a a cartoon mm -hmm. that we could play, and I don't know. I would I would say it might be kind of the cheesy gateway um, drug answer to that question, but that did a lot in terms of us of me going, oh, there's movies about this. Oh, there's there's a TV show about this. And one of the things I you kind of learn later on is that um, promotional wise, the toys usually did come out before the the movie or the show, which was mm -hmm. the general um, point to get you to see. So. I don't know. I, I would say toys would be a solid. Yeah, I say that's answer. very fair because um, we didn't have cable. I think until we moved into our the new house in like ninety three, ninety four. So we we were five before we actually had cable, and we had toys. And I have old school He Man toys and stuff like that. But but we didn't actually start watching cartoons like that until the new house. We're getting comic books. And until we're like, oh, Batman. We saw Cartoon Network for the first time yeah. and stuff like that, and all these cartoons. And we're like, oh, cool. All this stuff relates. So. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, but and speaking on toys, I got I was gonna say it in the beginning, I kind of forgot. So I was at Walmart uh, like last a couple days ago, and they have this Turbo Man toy that that was sitting there, Jeez. and I was looking at it, and the back of the box had this big fat dent in it, and this lady was just Harvey walking Dent? by, this Harvey Dent in it, and I asked her, I'm like, hey, do you guys have any more of these that aren't beat the shit out of? And she's like, well, there's supposed to be two in the store. But it could be anywhere. I'm like, okay. Maybe someone's hiding it. That's what I'm thinking. I'm or had it on layaway. Yeah. So um, I went back to Walmart today because that's where I found that it was a Walmart. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to check. And I went back there and there was a, it was right where I left it. And I'm like, ah, it's probably the same one. I look and I turn it around and it's this fucking mint condition Turbo Man. Pristine. If, if you guys are uh, fans of Jingle All The Way, then you know it's Turbo Time. So I don't know. Speaking of toys, it kind of like jogged There's my memory. Booster. Look at the side of it. Uh, if you look at the side, it has all the uh, the other characters, but I only saw him. And surprisingly, if they did come out with all the other ones, well, I'm it's a fictional show. Was, well, no, they actually did a 99, 1996 line. So those toys. So I think this is like the remake of the old ones. Yeah. But I'm like, damn, a Turbo Man's in stock. I'm, I thought I was gonna get, you know, Demon One and Demon Two. Hey, shut up, Booster. No one no likes one you. No one likes you, Booster. So I don't know. That's another fun story. I am very impressed with this, and like. You only know if you know, because this is only from one obscure movie that if, if you never watched it, you don't know what this thing is, and and I, I love that. Uh, yeah, I was literally, because I was going down, because I bought Grayson, uh, my nephew, his son, a toy when I last time I was at Walmart, so I was walking down the aisle, and like, I just, it, I don't know how, I just peripted it, because it was on the bottom shelf, it wasn't like it was right there, and I'm like, that mm -hmm. looks like a ta-ta, turtle man. And this is part of my annual Christmas run. I was too, just telling I, Pat Carter that, yeah. Movies, like, put it on your list, you won't be disappointed. Great movie. Yeah, so uh, that is my there's your fun story for toys. And um, yeah, I love the question. If anyone else is, makes it this far in the episode, jump down below and leave your um, answer if you can think of another one. So uh, generally, guys, this would be to the part where during a giveaway, we would talk about the rules and all that stuff. But like I mentioned earlier, Andrew has been absent and he's been under the weather. So unfortunately, we still haven't had a chance to iron out those details. So the next time you see Andrew on the show, whether that be next week or two weeks from now, uh, that is when we will have the answers for the Xbox Series X giveaway. So I know we announced it earlier, but you know some of these things you just can't see happening. So um, it will be on an episode coming up, and it will be very soon. But uh, that is the end of this episode, my man. Thanks for uh, hanging in there with me. Thanks for getting it to the end. Thanks for inviting me back. Nice. Guys, so until next time, my name is Craig Prowlis. That is Gino Prowlis. And cheers.